I'm not home yet. Mm. What the hell, man? How far? I know. I, I'm, at, I'm at Publix, and I got to go stop and pick up something else, and then I'll be home. Right, but you knew 6 o'clock, so why are you hitting Publix first? I had no choice. Get you food. Yeah, get food after. No, no, no. You are the fucking absolute Listen, I, worst partner to work with I could ever fucking imagine. The only thing is we have no money for you to fucking steal from me. That's it. <laughs> but the All rest right. of this is the fucking, <laughs> the fucking bullshit. Alright, goodbye. Oh my god, I'm keeping this in. Just goodbye. Bye. You there? Yeah. Ah, oh, four four drinks in, hour and a half later. Let's get this going. Here we go. You find your cord? Yeah, you know. I didn't think I'd need it, but like I said, hour and a half later, here we are. Here we are. You gotta, you gotta bring that up. Huh? Are you you're lucky I don't up. include the last five minutes of me screaming and yelling at you. I honestly, you should have. It may have, it may have gotten some, us back on the on the view chart. Well, you showing up and doing a few of these would also get us back on the view chart. Well, you know, look, you're lucky I lined up a really solid guest for next week. Don't don't spend the whole podcast selling the next podcast, but bring something else. Oh, I well, listen, I'm not going to sell on that one. <laughs> nah, Howard Brody is going to be a fantastic fucking interview. I'm I'm it so, is so, going to be extremely entertaining. And as long as Howard can keep a little has a little bit of thickness to his skin, we're going to have a fucking blast. Well, I will tell you, I spoke to him today, uh-huh. just a little prequel, and uh, you know, he had asked me what, what, you know, what are we looking to talk about? And I said, well, he's got a very rich history in wrestling. Number one, uh, NWA. He's worked with a lot of top guys. Uh, you know, we want to talk about that. He's written biographies for people like fucking right. Dusty. You know, Dusty, right? And you know, he wrote his own book. And I said, we really kind of want to dive into that. And I said, we want to talk about Ring Warriors. And I said, you know. I want to know like the Slambino creation because there's there's apparently a story that I don't even know. He's never even told me on the creation of the Slambinos, which is I I didn't know I didn't know there was a story. The, Slam- the Slambinos, me. by the way, is a a cat a group of character wrestling characters, Italian characters, and you were one of them. So in case right, right. in case people don't know what the Slambinos are or or your right. connection to them, right? So. They, he said there's a story that I don't even know about it. And I was like, whoa, what? I said, don't even tell me. I want to hear firsthand on, on the air because if I don't know it, I want to be surprised genuinely Definitely. as well. And he said it's really good. Like He's like, it's going to blow your mind. I can't wait to so, like, throw trigger words at him, like throw some names at him, like like Vito. and Right. Uh, you right. Know. He likes Vito, though, so I don't know. But anyway, he did ask me, you know, can – can we talk about the rib? And I said, the rib, what are you talking about? He said, am I allowed to talk about the rib that Jackie and Ben with the balls? And I said, allowed to, we're talking about that. Right. And he right. said, Oh good. I can't wait. Where I sent yeah. Howard a picture of my balls. Yeah. Technically they weren't even my balls to him right. uh, uh, through Jackie's phone. Yeah. That's a, that's a great story. Cause we got both sides of it here. Right. No, right, right, right. So, uh, and he is like, 
he was like, I just want to let you know, once you get me going, though, you know, it's going to be longer than an hour. And my exact words to him were, if we go longer, we'll just split it up into two episodes. And when I told you that earlier, you said the same thing. So uh, I have to. he was like, Perfect, I honestly because you know, show two the, hours. you know, show all the time. Right. So if we've got a we've got extra Howard interview, that'll say that'll, right. that'll save your ass once. Right. So I feel like we're going to have. So, he, you know, I did tell him that I would come up with some other things that I, you know, I, I told him I, I'd read his book. I'm not really reading it, uh, but I, <laughs> I I'll come up with some other questions. I w- if uh, I if I could get the book in time and read it in time for Sunday, I don't know where it is. Because I have it, it, I just can't find yeah, well, it. I'm saying I would order it on Amazon and read it to like because right. I'm sure there's stuff in there that's going to fascinate me. Right, <clears throat> and right. I'm gonna have questions about, but it's not like this is the only time we'll ever talk to him. So, I'll just claim me. the Jew card. You never gave me one, and I'm not yeah. buying it. You know, right, right. Well, he he asked me, "Do you guys ever have guests on?" And I said, "Well, I said we had that Jabron Billy Fives on a couple times." I said, "But it was just you know, it was to build the match with me and him because you know he's not a draw down in Florida like he used to be." So, uh, and then I said, "I said we had Bobby on," and he said. Did you have Bobby tell the kidney story in the finger? I don't, literally, the only reason we had him on was to tell those stories. So uh, now he felt the pressure that he had to like tell good stories, right? So. Like there's, like there's, we had a man on that that uh, was the first man to ever, first and last man to ever auction a body organ right. on eBay, and right. offered to cut his finger off for a promoter for a wrestling match as a st- like loser loses his pinky kind of match. Uh, uh, yeah, it, those are. Those are some fucking high uh, hurdles to, to, to right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. set the bar high. So, Bobby. Right. But, but Howard said he's got really good stories. He's got some good, some good stuff, uh, stuff we don't know about. Maybe we've never heard. Uh, so if you're a wrestling fan, this guy, or, and again, I can't, I mean, he was part of some pretty big stuff. Yeah, sure. NWA and, uh, he was on WWE raw once like yep. representing NWA Yep, stood um, there in a very nice suit in the ring. Very, it was very impressive. Right, very nice suit. Right. So, did he speak? Uh, did he have a speaking spot? I think he did say something, and then he couldn't get out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're, we're going to ask him about all that stuff. So it should be to to me. It's probably going to be one of our. Be- if you're a wrestling fan, he might have it's a probably going to be a good. Podcast. He might have a good Jackie story to tell too. He did. He did ask me, "Could we tell Jackie stories?" I said, oh, "Of course, <laughs> we do them all the time." Right, right, and then you know we have an anniversary podcast about leaving Jackie right. in Orlando, of course, right. every year. Right. So, right, so we we kind of did a little touch base today. We were on the phone for thirty minutes just discussing it. Uh, so, yeah, should be should be a pretty good uh, podcast. And you guys, will, maybe we may get two out of it. And you guys will hear uh, and be able to judge if uh, if Anthony's uh, impression, his his yeah. high high voiced impersonation of him is is uh, is on yeah. target or not. Yeah, we'll, I, yeah, we'll, we'll. Uh, I may even throw it in there while he's on the air, <laughs> and ask him what he thinks of it. So, yeah, uh, I love it. I love so, it. So, uh, you know, I, I hate to stick with wrestling news, but I feel like, like, I know where you're, I, I will. I know I, you know where I'm going, but but you, I will say this, just a side note. So, I do know that people who in the UK who have listened to our show and listen here and there. They are really big wrestling fans, so wrestling like attracts them. Right? Can I can I, can so, I can just put a pause for a second? Right. I just want to let you. I'm still out of breath from yelling at you. 
by the way. I could tell. I honestly, <laughs> I knew you were. You were like, you were huffing and puffing. Yeah, I'm still right. out of breath from yelling at you. By the way, go yeah, ahead. Go I ahead. could tell. So, uh, MJF, I, we have to talk about it. If you don't watch AEW and you didn't see Maxwell Jacob Friedman's promo last night, interview or whatever you want to call it, however you, if you don't know what a promo is, it's spaking in the ring. If you're, this is really wrestling fans will understand. This. It was probably the most perfect segment uh, that right. a large promotion has run uh, in probably five to ten years. Right. Now, I watched it again today. Yeah, so did work. I. I was, first thing I, I was did on this a conference morning. call. First thing yeah, I, did I was this bored yeah. on the conference call, so I put it on. I got goosebumps. Listen, he... He doesn't even run was, too long with it. No, and you know what? It didn't sound like he was reading a script. It no. sounded real. It had emotion. That's, the, that's had, the magic of him is that you know it's not scripted, right. and he didn't fumble once. Right. And what I noticed the most was I heard Tommy Dreamer today kind of like shitting on it a little bit where he was like, ah, is he a healer? Is he a baby? Like, Tommy Dreamer, this isn't fucking 1996. Like, stop it. He's uh, he's he's stone cold. He's the he's right. the heel that's so over. People cheer for him. Right. But what did you notice? The crowd cheered. Turned. Totally when turned. Shit, but when they shit on him, when he shit on the crowd, they booed. Right. But then two seconds later, they're cheering. Well, because he's talking about things. And they booed. Because they because right. he's he shifted. He's he's shitting on them first half of the thing and right. shitting on a bunch of stuff and tr- putting himself over. And then he starts saying some things that are really true. And right. that, that, uh, you know, all the work shoot stuff and work shoot means like shoot means it's real and work means it's, it's, they're working you. It's fake. Uh, and a work shoot means they take something that was real and turn right. it into a work. It goes from a shoot to a work. And it's like something from they take something from real life and make it storyline. So what they did right. was he's been fighting with them about getting paid more. And they have apparently since he no showed that like autograph signing and then was forced to show up for the pay-per-view and do the job in the blow off match for his program with uh, Wardlow Wardlow right. that uh, that they had a sit down, obviously, on Monday and they worked everything out. And they said, there's no way we can't use this now. Everyone's aware of it. So right, let's right. make it the meat of your storyline going forward. Uh, and and I think really? that, like, I'm, I, you, you listen. And the fans just get totally bo- – in one fucking promo, right. he goes from having the fans booing him about as loud booing. as he's ever been booed in his life. Right. Shut the fuck up, Chance, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. To cheering the shit out of him. And right. and just and it's great because he, at the end of it, he demands to be fired, staring right in the camera, right. and calls right. the calls the owner of the company a fucking mark, which they bleep. Right. He then he then keeps going, but the mic's turned off. Right. Which is like, would be what would happen if you're a live broadcast on TBS and the guy drops right. the f bomb. You only have that one seven-second delay. You can't leave him talking. So you would obviously cut his mic, and then he says, like, one more sentence or two, realizes the mic's off, and then they cut to black and go to commercial. 
which is all exactly what you would do if th- things went completely off real. the rails and someone right. went into business for themselves. And then the rest of the show, nobody acknowledges it like it never fucking happened. Right. Perfect and, segment. Perfect segment. Perfect. Right. And they had, uh, I seen on Twitter, Punk, CM Punk had come out after and he went in and MJF took off from the crowd. Yeah. Like Punk was kind of trying to calm calm him down, but they I don't know if he was trying to TV. calm. I don't know if he was trying to calm him down. He came down with or one t- boot right. on, like it was he, like he right. stopped in the middle of taking his boots off because he had wrestled right, right. right before that. Was kind of so limping. To, came came to the ring. Maybe he was going to try to talk to him like a man. Maybe he was going right. to confront him. We don't know. And uh, I heard also Matt Jackson came out at the top of the ramp, oh, but yeah. didn't come down. Was just like what the f- right, making right. those gestures like what the fuck, man. Um, right. So, yeah, uh, and now here's the irony, is that it kind of, there's elements of a few different classic things going on here. It's kind of like Stone Cold versus Vince. It's kind of the pipe bomb era, uh, summer of CM Punk, when CM Punk was kind of against the company and using all these real (coughs) kind of work shooting, talking about real stuff, but making it a storyline. And the irony is that now Punk has become the, like, Cena in that scenario. When Remember when he... Right. I, I think when he... When Punk was originally in that segment, Cena was like the golden boy of the company. And, and right, he was right. like kind of like the foil bound... Like, using him as an example. Like, oh, you back him. But me, I'm way better than right. him, et cetera, et cetera. And now you've got the young guy. And Punk's kind of taken... Won the belt the night before. Is now the face of the company. Is is happy to be there. Loves everybody. Happy right. little fucking interviews, et cetera, et cetera. Loves the boss. Loves everything. And now you have right. the young guy going through what Punk was going through. So it's 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 really so, so. There's one more you missed. Yeah. I feel it's Austin and Brett when Brett became the heel and Austin became the babyface. MJF is Austin. Punk is Brett. Sort of, except it's that? not that all flipped as see, that's different a little bit. I mean, they're all different, none of them are the same. They're like I said, there's parallels to a lot of things, it's right? Not like, right. And like, like, I saw some people saying that they're stealing from the Sasha storyline, and I'm like, trust me, this has nothing to do with Sasha Banks and what's right. going on there right now. They're not biting right. off of that at all, no, totally no. different thing. Um, no. but but it could be, except that. Austin became the baby after, kind of after right, their feud. The promos, kind of, kind of after the feud where he wouldn't right, tap right. out and he bled. He was ble- he was bleeding and passed out in that Iron Man match, and people started. Well, people were yeah, and people were cheering. Right, right. Yeah. Now, now here's the other thing. I, I watched it again today, so uh, I'm just gonna say what my prediction is: is great, great story, great work. You know, got everybody fooled. Nobody knows what's going on. Uh, in the promo, he says, I am the best in the world. Mm. I, know. I mean, he's going after punk. Like, I don't, it's punk, weird because they just had a series that yeah, had a couple, but, but we, but, and now punks, here's the problem. If you have him work with punk again, after he just won the belt, mm. what does punk lose it three months later and have that really short reign? Yeah. Cause he can't, sure. he can't, How about this? you can't have him work a new program with MJF and, and, and MJF lose, loses, right. lose right, like right. you know. Here's my thing: What if he beats Punk 
in Chicago at All Out. What a riot that would cause. MJF beat CM Punk in Chicago in Punk's hometown. That would be insane. That's in like September. I just feel like right? if, if he's at odds with the boss, the boss isn't going to want to give him a fucking title match. Yeah, but I think they're playing that role of Punk, like you said, comes out with the one boot on Punk's the Cena, and he's, you know, he'll be the guy to say, no, let's give him a chance. You know, you want, okay, you want to fight? We'll fight. Maybe. I've been in your shoes before. Right. Like I've been, they, I could empathize right. with you more than anyone. But, right, right. I've been there. Right. I think the right. main problem, I'm waiting to see how they handle it, is we can't, it's not going to work if TK's an actual character. If Tony Khan's an actual no. character, is, he can He's be the, the worst. invisible thing in the back that doesn't even acknowledge that there's a problem with MJF or has, sends people out to uh, give the directives right. that you have to be here, you're under contract, right. you have to wrestle, you're wrestling this guy, uh, this is your job, uh, you, don't, you, you don't get a choice. But TK can't do it because he's fucking right. awful when he's on camera performing. When he's like doing an interview in the back, he's fine. When he is, quote, performing, he is the drizzling shits. Right. He's, right. No, he's no Vince McGrand for sure. So right. he's no Eric yeah. Bischoff. He's none of those, quote, establishment figureheads. No, right. And he's just weird and awkward and like totally. he cannot be on, on the mic. Right. He's yeah. like fucking on the spectrum the whole deal. Right. Uh, he, Coked he, up. I mean, you name Well, <laughs> that's what the, he does. I, I don't think he does coke, but I he, he he's he's a wiry, crazy fucking dude. That guy doesn't sleep. He that dude's sleep. that dude's no probably just on coffee and Adderall or something like that. You know. Right. Uh. Well, and yeah, no, and and I mean, you know, calling him a what do you call him a statistic? Stack guy, stack guy, stack guy, stack guy, stack guy, Tony guy. in the back. He did call him a fucking Mark. He also said yeah. he belonged on the other side of the barricade with the other fans. Right, right, right. Some good stuff, you know. Oh, great stuff. Right. The whole WWE paying your ex WWE guys more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he ne- he said WWE like three times in that promo. Three times. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I, it was uh, just watching it again t- today. I was like, wow. I mean, it's even better. I, it, it's it was one of the best things I've ever seen in wrestling. And like, usually, they, usually, there's at least some criticism, like it went too long, right, right, or they flubbed something, or so, no, right. this whole thing went off without a hitch. He, right, it was not long. It was right. It was simple. It flowed. Uh, he was seething. Yeah, like you could see, like he cha- right. he channeled what he probably f- actually felt like. A day or two before, you know what I mean? Right, because his veins were. I mean, his facial expression. He was like his body was vibrating. At one point, it was like that. Right. That stance Flair does with the right. Like, it was like Flair, right? The I body the shaking thing. and staring at right. the camera, yelling. Right, like he came off like a like a like a Ric Flair type. Angry. It was it was like Flair being mad at Bischoff. Right during that yep. during that time. Yeah, you know when they t- ended up taking the Horsemen off TV for a while. Right. No, that was a fantastic piece. Now, the only thing that I was also worried about going into last night, worried like I care, but I mean, I do like AEW. That was a monster was show, by the way. Monster show. Crowd was on fire, start to finish. But they delivered. Like, they knew. They, they knew did. they right. had to deliver right. for right. LA. But the other thing I was worried about was mm-hmm. Wardlow. Wardlow coming off the MJF, you know, beating MJF, squashing him. Like, where do you go next with him? And when he... He came out and he beat J.D. Drake, which I've wrestled J.D. before. 
uh, chops hard as piss. I mean, his chops are. Oh, he's God. a good worker. He uh, just doesn't. He does like right. he's one of those guys that like doesn't look like a pro wrestler. He's like un- right. but Im- he's so good. In the visually ring. fails right. every fucking you know uh, right. look test, um, eye test. But I will tell you, I noticed I noticed something from JD last night, and uh, I said I worked him before. He hit so hard. He took two perfect power bomb bumps. They were so flat. I was like, like I've taken power bombs before. Well, that's why they, they fucking hurt. That's why they gave it. They fed, that's good. why they fed him to him. Of course they did. Because he's uh, like saw, he's like a perfect like twenty right. twenty two brawler. You know, you know right, Brooklyn right. brawler type. He's a and, Rusty and, Brooks or whatever you want. Right, Any of those guys. You know, perfect. One of those journeymen who yeah, like he could. You know, you could put you could put him with anybody I've, and he's gonna get the. At Johnson. first, I was, a little, I was a little disappointed because you're like, I kind of wanted a bigger guy to feed to Warlow in that situation. Right, right. But at the same time, it just it just feels better if he just totally squashes someone. Like, I almost wanted them to switch. If 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 you're going to have a John Morrison or Johnny Impact or right. Johnny uh, Elite or whatever, he call, like literally every come, I think I think he's wrestling for GCW and he's Johnny Game Changer. You know, it's like, it's right. such a ridiculous... <laughs> <laughs> it's such a ridiculous gimmick, but it's hilarious that uh, right. uh, that was like almost like man, you should feed him the Wardlow. But eh, I mean, if you really want right. to have like Morrison with the company, I don't know. They've jobbed him out twice to like like at least let him have a little bit of a match that he had with with uh, Miro. But I thought right. Miro should have I... come and squashed someone as quickly. He should have had a JD Drake too. Is what I was right, saying right. for his return. Right, I, I understand. Yeah, and so anyway, JD took two perfect power bombs. Yeah. And side note, I saw today online someone made a comment on Facebook or Twitter, uh, burying JD Drake, uh, saying, you know, basically calling him like because he doesn't look the part per se, which I don't even know what that means anymore. But right, he, does Adam Cole look the, the part? Guy. Does Adam Cole look the no, part? No. And they right. probably fucking blow that guy on Twitter. You know. Right. So he kind of this guy kind of buried him, and it got reposted a bunch of times. And I'm like, man, that fan, that Mark, couldn't be any more off. Like this, to call that guy like, oh, what? He is a fucking workhorse. Because if you think about it, he's been on TV in some capacity Wednesday or Friday, almost every week, in some way or another, getting squashed. He was mm-hmm. like two weeks ago. Him and Anthony Henry got squashed. In a I tag don't know. Match. He's. I'd still think he's on the Monday and Tuesday shows more than the. Wednesday. Well, but, well he was on Wednesday on two weeks ago. He got squashed in a yeah, tag match, okay. but, but he does the, the darks, but to shit on that guy, first of all, like you're an idiot. I mean, like he, he can work. I worked him. Right. I want to say I worked him outside and it, it was a thunderstorm. Billy Gunn was on that show and it was raining. So we had to stay in this tent and lightning was striking. It was fucking insane. Anyway, uh, they wouldn't let us in the building <laughs> sit in this tent while lightning was striking. Anyway, we go out there to work, and the ring is, I mean, they tried to drive. It's soaking fucking wet. Uh, so the two of us were veterans. You know, I've been around a long time. You've been around a long time. We're like, look, we got to be careful because, you know, and, and at the time, I wasn't trying to do anything, and he was just starting to get, like, was it Was really it canvas or was it that plastic? It was, like, canvas, but it was so wet, it was slippery. Oh, okay. And, all right. And I, at that time, he had just started like getting major bookings like all over the country. And I was, I'm just a fat guy who was just still trying to work for, you know, my friends in South Carolina. I remember telling like, Hey, uh, 
I was more concerned being easy for him because I didn't want him to get hurt because I knew he had some cool stuff coming up. So I was right. like, hey, let's be careful. But, uh, man, he hit hard, which was great because I could hit hard back and he didn't bitch about it. And we literally beat the piss out of each other for 10 minutes and, you know, he won the match or whatever with a crazy lariat that he, like, took my head off with. But uh, it was the only time I ever worked him and it was fantastic. Uh, you know, just we just beat the shit out of him. I don't even think we hit the ropes because that was our thing. It was like we can't even hit the ropes. Everything was so wet. But uh, I had a good match with him. Anyway, Wardlow. When it happened, I thought, like – he powerbombed him twice. He pinned him. I thought the crowd was kind of – he wasn't getting the Wardlow pop he was getting during the MGF. I almost feel like it was like maybe but they were a little bit confused but, too. But, but but he's not beating – Right. Like this is just a random guy. He's not beating right. the guy who holds his freedom over his head. You know what I mean? Obviously, well, and, and, the pop's right. going to be of a different proportion. But, but then I was thinking as it was happening, like where did they go – like. What do you do with this guy now? Like, I mean, TNT you got to keep him hot. TNT title. But the minute the guy came out with the, the lawsuit for the security guards, I was like, holy shit. They found a way for him to continue to powerbomb security guards, which was over for the last however many weeks. The minute he powerbombed that big dude that was in the ring, the place went absolutely apeshit yeah. again. And I was like, oh, my God. They literally found a way where he's literally – he's, he's not going to – He's yeah, but it's but the that's same gimmick with except for MJF. Now he's going against the lawsuit. Yeah, but that's there's no they they haven't presented a person he's actually fighting. Like there's no there's fight. no real wrestler. The lawsuit. Uh, <laughs> you can't power it's bomb really. a lawsuit, and you can't no, power he, bomb the lawyer more than once because he's a he's playing a guy that can't wrestle. Here's the thing. So what is he's what is the what does the lawyer keep bringing in wrestlers for him to fight? Right. It's okay. the same thing like MJF was doing. It's, and it's a little redundant. He, with less is, of but, a with less of a like like a like coming out of it, you know. You, you, Wrestling fans, we're not the smartest people. No. So like <laughs> just when you power bomb the big guy in the place with Ape shit, I go, Oh my god, he can power security for the next three to four weeks and then finally power bomb the lawyer. And you just gave you five, six weeks of programming just to powerbomb a lawyer. Just to buy yourself like, time until you can figure something else out. <laughs> figure something else out. Yeah, right. yeah you're right. Wrestling brilliant. fans, they're like fucking mushrooms. Just right, yeah. keep them in the dark and feed right. them shit. They'll still grow. Right. Yeah. right, we're still here. Yeah. Right. I mean, we went through the, come on, we went through the gobbly gooker, <laughs> T.L. Hopper. Uh, Mantar. Mantar. Duke the Drumster Drozy <laughs> Air. <laughs> Yeah, the mummy, mummy. Roadblock. I mean, right, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, and and your favorite, Shockmaster. Shockmaster. So we've been through it all. How's it my we've favorite? Been through the whole. Because I feel like once a week you send one of those from the Shockmaster page. You send a TikTok. Well, there's a TikTok page that once a week. <laughs> once a week, the guy does a no Shockmaster fail. voice, and he says some words of wisdom. And then they roll the Shockmaster clip backwards as if Shockmaster has delivered his message to Sid and Sting and Luger or whoever's standing there. And then he, he kind of rolls, stumbles back through the, the, the wall and the wall reheals itself. It's hilarious. Like my work here is yeah, done and he is. goes back. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Yeah, they're hilarious. But once a week, you do send a shot. Because because he on, makes be he makes one once a week, and they're all golden. They're mm. gems. They are. They're great. Right. If you're not following that account, you're missing out. Right. There's no doubt. Uh, 
But yeah, we went through that era of wrestling where wrestling, I mean, wrestling fucking sucked for a really long time. Like, because I even remember, it, I don't know if you went through this. If series. you changed the channel to, to, right. to USA or Fox, it still really sucks right now. Right. This is true as well. <laughs> this is true. But like, was there a point of, there was a point in my time in, it had to be that era where the wrestling was, I stopped watching because I honestly didn't understand. Pre, like, it was pre, uh, Attitude error. Yeah, like pre NWO. Right, right. I yeah, stopped watching. I, I wasn't watching because I had that was me back from college. Like that era, I right. was in college, so I wasn't right. watching anyways. Well, I didn't have to deal with the doink, the clown era of fucking right. wrestling. I hated it. The I in your it, the in your house era of wrestling, right? Basically, in your house, right. Yeah. That era was awful. Yeah, absolutely awful. That wrestling. I mean. It wasn't fun to watch. I stopped watching. I yeah. couldn't watch it then. But then, you know, obviously the Attitude NWO era, that whole era, like, brought everybody back to wrestling because you were like, okay, this is fucking cool again. Because it was right. not cool for a really long time. Right. Yeah. You had clowns and turkeys and fucking, you know, bums and <laughs> you name it. Plumbers. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. The stuff, garbage men. Repo man. It was ridiculous. Right. Repo. Oh, the forgot about that. The repo man. Right. Yeah. I mean, that era of wrestling was, I mean, they even managed to somehow make Tito Santana a fucking, like, the most racist thing in history. Was he they like, Tito was he Santana like a matador? A, a matador. <laughs> and called him El Matador. Right. Like, like, because he was Hispanic, he was a bullfighter. Well, Mexican. Like, yeah. Right, and they made him wear this like. The funny thing is, I think he's like Puerto Rican, uh, and they made him probably. You know, close yeah. in wrestling, close enough is good enough. Like if you're right. if you're any kind of Asian and you're fat, you're gonna right. be Japanese sumo. If you're, uh, you right. know, you know what I mean, or a ninja. You know, it was like, uh, right. you know, it it didn't matter if you were like, you know, it didn't matter. Right? right. Yeah, they were just they were racist back in the day. Yeah. Sure, for sure. I, and anyone from anyone from a brown country that wasn't Asia immediately right. was like Indian or like a terrorist, you know? <laughs> they made Tony Atlas Samba Simba. Do you remember that? Samba Simba. They made him an African like he was from the Lion King. Like how who sat there and thought that was a good idea to make the black guy this African he's like it was not even like anybody knows Tony Atlas. Nothing like him personally no. at all. Uh and they made him, and then they put remember, uh, they put Akeem as the as the black guy, but he was a white guy. That was well, Akeem, you know, Akeem the African Dream, but he right, was, but he's white, but he was from South Africa, the white the right. white part, right, right. <laughs> wearing a bright blue and yellow costume with this ridiculous kind of right. top hatty thing. But <laughs> tag teams with the big boss man who was a a prison guard from uh, Cobb uh, County, Cobb Texas, County, Georgia, right. Cobb, County, Cobb County, Georgia, yeah. Right, right, Cobb County, Georgia, and like it, it didn't even make like any that, sense. <laughs> that painted that lets you know without letting you know. Right. Cobb County, Georgia right. prison guard meant that this guy was a racist right. fucking piece of right. shit. Like right. It, right. It, it didn't matter. You like, oh, you're a prison guard from Cobb County, Georgia. Oh, I get yeah. it. You're you you burn flat. You burn uh, crosses on people's yards. You don't. Right, you right, know? right. <laughs> Literally, like it couldn't have been right. Yeah. So, I mean, that era of wrestling was all fucking pathetic. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they, they fucked up Tito Santana. Think about that. Like, yeah. They made him a fucking bull. Like, oh. But did they ever do anything with Tito and the bull guy? What was his name? 
Mantar? Mantar. I, I don't anything. think Mantar was around long enough. Oh, yeah, that would have been funny. But Mantar to do like a... Mantar. Uh, for anyone that uh doesn't know, he was half half man, half Minotaur, or like a Minotaur. Basically, he was like he came right. he came to the ring with like a big like like uh, like bull's head thing right. that he I get he took it off to wrestle obviously but it's like what the f- and then he and then when he took it off it was weird because he had like the he's like a fat guy with like the big right. belly he's like a big belly fat guy and he had like sh- the the like the tights no no leggings tights so he like looks fatter and then I right. think he had a, it almost looked like bondage straps. Like yeah, kind of like a bondage strap, yeah. which I think was to help like yeah. strap the fucking headpiece to him. But then when right, that came right. off, he looked like he came out of a bondage dungeon, you know? Uh, yeah, it was like the worst gimmick. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't you know, last long. Gimmicks. It's so funny because no. we were in, I think we were in Atlanta for WrestleMania years later. Right. I mean, he hadn't been Mantar in forever. He hadn't been with the company in forever. And Jackie goes and leans over. He goes, is that fucking Mantar over there? And I look over. <laughs> it's this schlubby looking bald dude. Like he kind of looked like a Biff Slater <laughs> looking guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, but if anyone does know who Biff Slater is, look it up. He's a independent. He was an independent wrestler in Central Florida. Um, I'm like, I think so. And so we went over. We, I have a picture with Mantar. Like I never, of all the people, I ever thought I would right. never get. Like whoever thinks they're going to get a picture with Mantar, I hold it. The funny part, I it's almost as I, cool as my picture with Antonio Inoki. To be honest with you, <laughs> that's cool. But I feel like the Mantar picture is like. My vision is you standing there all excited, him sitting in a chair, like slumped over, old and bald and fat. And he's got on one of those like shirts that like my grandpa used to wear with like the, it's like a button. It's got like, it's like a collared shirt with a pocket. And it's like, I, that's what I picture. And he's just there miserable. And he's just like looking up at the camera with only his eyes. Can I tell just, you? He's so miserable. He could not have been more thrilled to be recognized really? and happy to take pictures because no you got to think about it. Like he probably went to the bar at because we're at the WWE official right. hotel. We're at the central bar, this giant hotel, giant bar, and like everyone's hanging and partying. And he probably went there to kind of bump into some people from the old days and just say hi because right. he probably lives there. And for two people to recognize him was probably the highlight of his fucking weekend, to be honest with you. Wow, that's funny. Yeah. I wonder if he's alive still. He's got to be. He, he wasn't that old. He, I think he's like, he's probably like early 50s. Really? Yeah. No shit. Well, yeah. And then uh, I, the two other guys that I thought of were, whatever happened to Ludwig Borga? Do you remember that? Ludwig Borga? I mean, I know that the name. Him? Yeah, but I don't I don't know what happened. He was like a, yeah, he was there for like a minute. He was like, the gimmick was like he was some Swedish like wrestler. <laughs> like, right. it probably wasn't even Swedish. And then the other one was Bastion Booger. Bastion what the Booger. fuck was his gimmick supposed to be? I don't know. Because again, that was like that was during the era where I wasn't watching. That was during the show. He was era. like Bastion Booger was a big fat. Uh, it was same idea as Mantar, like a like a big bellied, right. pot bellied fat guy in like tight right. tight tights with you know not leggings, but with all with your fat legs showing and everything like that, you know. Did you know that he was Norman the Lunatic in WCW? No. 
But I don't know who Fashion Booger was. I don't know who Norman the Lunatic was in WCW either. Oh, so. uh, you don't remember that? No, it was I was probably before my time. Like I didn't really start watching WCW, and I literally started watching WCW when I was flipping through our. We had one of those pirate boxes that got all the channels from cable. Right. And I discovered the pay-per-view after uh, Bash at the Beach where Hogan's already wearing the black and white. But it was like the first pay-per-view after he turned heel. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I I didn't I didn't not watch a single episode of wrestling after I fucking discovered that. I was back in with WCW and WWE immediately just watching everything. There's a Bastion. I'm looking it up. There's a Bastion Booger wrestling toy. I feel like I have to find that. Wrestling tour? toy? Toy. Oh, toy. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he was on a roster when, uh, at some point when they they made a. He died at died at 53. Bastion uh, Booger but died. He, I didn't even know he died. 53. He was 2010. But here's the best part. I'm look, I looked it up because I was curious, but uh, I didn't know this. Before he was Bastion Booger, he was. Brought into WWE in 1993 in April as the Friar, Friar Ferguson, known as the Mad Monk. And that you go was his from gimmick. Friar Ferguson to Bastion Booger. It's like, wait, they, wait, they, here's why. Wait, WWE received negative feedback from the Catholic Church of New York, so they dropped the character and changed him to Bastion Booger in June, a gimmick of an unkempt, unkempt, glutinous man who wrestled in a dinghy, too small, gray. Beige singlet tailored to give him the appearance of a hunchback. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at I mean, man. I'm looking at Mantar. He's 54 years old. Okay. His debut. His debut as as Mantar was in 1991. So yeah, I was. I mean, I was just in to, to that era of wrestling, 91, 92, 93, 94. That's when you had. I mean, come on. They made this guy a monk and called him the Mad Monk Friar Ferguson. Like, seriously, who sat in a meeting and thought that was a good idea? I mean. Uh, you could have fun with that on an independent level. Right, right. That's on, like a Bobby Rogers thing. But on TV, you know, yeah, right. the, the, you got the Catholic Church up your ass. Right. That was a bad time of wrestling. I, I literally, yeah, I didn't start watching it until WCW, I guess, got hot. Uh, you know, ECW, but yeah, I stopped watching. Yeah, but I mean, I discovered that ECW so after bad. that, too. I discovered right, all of right. it. I just, you know. But before right. that, I, went I was, to, yeah. I was, you yeah. know, I was... I graduated from college. I was, I was knee deep in like friends and a cool job and a girlfriend and everything. And then, you know, just discovered it one day, yeah. rediscovered yeah. it, whatever. Yeah. Same thing. Me too. And it was like, Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah. AEW gives you that feel though, again, of like that era when I rediscovered wrestling, that's how I feel with AEW. Like I'm, well, it's, it's, it's bringing my love back of wrestling. For me, it's, it's definitely a mix of, of my, of the good old days of WCW and the right and the uh, what do you call it the and a lot of ECW you know maybe a little right. too much ECW to be honest with you. I mean, for national television, yeah, yeah, so, a little too much cursing. And, I think uh, a little too much blood and guts, you know. Yeah, and the cursing is insane. I mean, they they say the word shit like it's nobody's business. Well, they don't bleep them, so apparently, like right. like basic cable is gotten lax enough where that's an acceptable word and you don't even have right, like, yeah. there's not like a limit like you uh, you're allowed to a show or something you know it's like just like you know right. say what you want so yeah yeah but uh yeah 
that was a yeah wrestling sucked back then but yeah no I'm, i mean aw is uh it's funny because in the late 90s you know attitude nwa or like you know you had pay-per-view parties and everybody talked about wrestling you to school everybody was wearing nwo shirts and dx shirts and everybody talked about wrestling and you know suck it and all the you know all that stuff and i feel like now last night you know we're all messaging uh my buddies at work who like you know aew kind of rejuvenated them to start watching wrestling uh a lady i work with said oh my husband's watching it like he is not wasn't a wrestling fan for a long time like it really brought people back to wrestling to once people see it you know even my dad he hates fucking wrestling these days he's like oh it's trash and he's watched aew a couple times flipping through channels and he's like i mean he's like i watched the whole thing like it was entertaining like you know it was entertaining yeah uh you know, wrestling was it's not been entertaining for a really long time, so it's good to it's refreshing to to see that, you know. But yeah, everybody was texting this morning too. A couple of people from work texting me like, "Did you see the promo?" Like it was like it was like we were we were at the water cooler talking about it again. Like that hasn't happened in so long. Well, that's the thing that wrestling. that's the thing that WWE hasn't done in a long, long, long time. You know, right, right. They don't give me that feeling right, ever. No. I could care to watch it. I, don't, I could give two shits about it if it's on Monday nights. You know, I, I did try watching NXT. It's unwatchable. It's not even a watchable product. It's just not. You know. But yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm what sucks is it's. You know, we got to wait till Wednesday again because I really don't watch Friday night. Stuff, I I but. do, but I don't watch it live. I, I watch yeah, it like you tape it? O- over the yeah sometime over the weekend. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. I think. Uh, I think well Monday's podcast, I guess, would be uh, it's gonna be good. Man, we have some good wrestling stories. I and look, I know people may be bored with us talking wrestling, but think about it. We're only like ninety days away from football season, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and buddy, I'm you know? I'm planning to talk some football. That's for sure. Right. Well, well hopefully my, the Dolphins will. My team might be. Uh, we might actually have a have something to talk about. Be, we have the Giants don't. So. Might be worth talking yeah. about. That's for sure. Right, so I mean, it could be actually a good, good football season. Did you get? Uh, and, I, hey, I, I sent you. I sent you a, a a a picture. Now? Yeah, go take a look at it. Oh. Is that him? That's Mantar. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is he. He looks like he's like a like he just got off a hard day of work and like. Like New York City, uh, as like a Wall Street or something. He looks beat. And who's giving him the bunny ears in the background? Uh, I don't know. That might be Jackie. Yeah, that might be me. No, it's got girl. It's got to be a girl because it's got like a bracelet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That could be Jackie. Uh, it's probably Dan Danielle or someone like that. Yeah, probably one of your one of your old uh, one of my, from back in the day. One of my kooky female friends from. From the wrestling days. Right. right. Uh, so, side note, uh, Francisco Siato finally saw my post from last night, uh, and he, he laughed at it. Uh, but the funny thing is, is uh, there was a comment you, that's I now... You, were you taking... You were ta- obviously taking a shot at him. But, of um, course, right. But he right. does... He does... He, he does have a, a Siato vibe to him, 
but he's right. way, he's way better than Francisco Siaza ever was. Well, what's fu- what's funny is someone commented and said, "Why is he a fat, drugged up thief?" Oh, That's what someone commented. I I also like the, I laughed at the comment because I think I mean it's true. <laughs> so it's like, well, who's pretty who's funny. he? Sh- but is he calling? But here's the question: Is is he saying? Oh, he's calling Frankie. Okay, he's calling yeah. Frankie oh, yeah. the fat drugged up yeah, thief. Yeah. Me and this guy have converse, had conver- sidebar conversation already about him uh but you know somebody asked me today so are the slambinos uh i see if you tagged him are you guys cool and i said i I don't hold a grudge like look will i ever hang out with him or wrestle with him or no like that's never gonna happen but i'm not holding a grudge against him you know i mean we all know what happens when you hold a grudge that guy ends up dying like you know blake did to jackie so i you know i just don't want frankie to die jesus christ work it stiff my friend work it stiff Jeez. Just saying. I'm just saying. And as we're speaking, I get a text message on my work phone. Uh, MJF promo, absolutely amazing from somebody. Oh, See, just this, from a I mean, Yeah, guy I work with. He lives. He's in South Carolina. I, I haven't seen this guy in forever. So I mean, but that's that's what I'm saying. It's brought back like it's brought back wrestling for us old guys who've got nothing left in our lives. So, <laughs> well, I mean. You had to think that AEW was going to do a better job of bringing back old fans than creating right. new ones because you right. create new ones more at the young age. And I think the young age yeah. is, is WWE. And then once those right. kids kind of outgrow WWE, they either leave wrestling or they go, oh, what's this over here? This is more my taste. I don't. Right. Think, I mean, granted, in the Attitude Era, they were they were creating new fans from every walk of life and every age group. But I think yeah. that's a that's that's a rarity, and I don't think AEW would have to get really fucking hot to be able to start doing that. But yeah, but it's, I agree. It feels like they have one character that could be MJF has the potential to transcend that megawatt superstar status that no one has anymore that no one's had since Agreed. john cena you know he's that guy the, he's since, that guy since yeah. rock austin john cena i think yep. that's been it i don't think he is the guy yeah or yeah, like as a collective he, or as like a collective group nwo or or right, dx right. was or even orton right Orton wasn't yeah. a mega isn't a megawatt like he's not outside of wrestling he's not a household name Inside, oh, of, no, 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 you know no. what I mean. Okay, like that's what I'm yeah, saying. Right, right, Transcending right, it, right. like you don't see right. Randy Orton getting like uh, ravioli no, commercials. No. You know what I mean? That kind right. of shit. No, no, no. Right. I agree with you 100. percent So, yeah, he's that guy, and there's no, he's the only guy. I, NXT does not have any of those guys. No. Uh, so, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Let me say again. <laughs> I don't know. You're breaking up, anyways. Uh, you must be I'm breaking up. Yeah, you. Were, no, I'm not doing anything. It was, get, spot. it was getting glitchy. I don't know what it was. Oh. Anyway. Oh uh, well, hey. Good day, Sunday. Right. Well, anyway, I'm really fucking done with you. Uh, I. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm so. I, I was. I started this thing exhausted. So. Uh, yeah. So thanks for that. Okay. And. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And. Uh, and. Uh, at three o'clock Sunday, I will be crossing my fingers that you've even remembered. Uh, I got you. So. 